Yo, what's up, everybody? You are listening to Rep Your Set. I'm your host, Eric Dane Jacqua, and today is March 12th, 2023. This is episode 101. And uh, today's episode, I got to talk to Adam Hastings from a band called Trifocal, which is from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, it was a really nice conversation, Adam. Seems like a really just down-to-earth, hard-working guy. Uh, he's a you know, business owner. He owns his own construction company. Um, he is the drummer slash manager of Trifocal. He also takes on a lot of the writing responsibilities, singing uh, responsibilities in the band as well. Um, I got turned on to this band by my buddy Darren Bloom from the Brothers Crunch and his other band Sloppy Lizzie, and uh, they are playing a show together at Union Street Station. That's March 24th at Union Street Station um, from 10 p.m. to 1:30. It's uh, it's five dollars at the door. I didn't know this, but Sloppy Lizzie is a band that is uh, an, quote, offline band, which means you can't find any of their stuff online, and they prefer it that way, and I really like that, actually. I, I like that as a as a way to be um, for the future. I, I'm trying to be more like that as well, as far as staying offline, which Adam and I kind of get into in this conversation about, you know, kind of comparing yourselves to other people based on social media, which is not healthy and not fun to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Hastings from Trifocal. Warning, Rep Your Set may contain explicit content not suitable for kids. All content is intended for entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. forever we went to school together um and then he he turned me on to you guys you guys are playing a show um is it what's the date of the show on traverse it is the 24th of march so 324 cool cool yeah um yeah darren's always kind of putting me on to like uh you know local bands from michigan to to get on the podcast and I, i was super glad to have him uh send me you guys um uh, yeah, so, we were grateful as well. It was, I'm, um, you know, grateful for you for talking to me and your interest in the band and the show and all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so um, w- tell everybody where you're from. Uh, well, I grew up in Muskegon, um, and then moved to Kalamazoo in 2009, and then just really never left the area. And that's where I met the other members of the band. We're all living in the Kalamazoo area, and. Uh, Dean Lind and Eric Karlstrom are the uh, other members. Dean plays the bass, Eric plays the guitar, and all three of us do some vocals. Yeah, yeah, you guys all all share vocal responsibilities, which is which is cool, and it's really cool to see a singing drummer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys you guys are from Kalamazoo. I, I you know I've only been to Kalamazoo like a handful of times. Um, but that's like a, I mean, it, it is a good, from what I understand, there's a pretty good music scene down there. Am I wrong or? Yeah, there definitely is. And there's kind of some different, you know, like slots of it, I guess. You know, we started in some of some of our previous bands too, which we kind of all knew each other before from gigging around town and stuff. And then our all three of our previous projects kind of, uh, you know, folded and we all kind of came together at the same time and um started playing and you know we played some basement shows you know we there's a really good network of basement house show venues in kalamazoo which you know things changed a little bit after covid but i to the best of my knowledge it's kind of starting to come back and you know in the vine neighborhood in kalamazoo which is right near downtown you know there's just a lot of a a big art community and a big music community and you know there will be people hosting art shows at their house or having shows in their basement and you know that was a lot of where some of our first gigs were and um you know kind of helps you get your name out and build some steam and house shows are the energy at house shows is just always something different you know it's like it's awesome it's people are just like really there for it you know and but then we started playing other venues and you know trying to 
step our way up and you know bells is one of our favorite places to play and we'll be playing there actually on saint patty's day this year oh cool um, so the weekend before we play up at union street so but yeah bells is a great place the kalamazoo state theater is great we have made it a couple appearances there as well and yeah we kind of got a unique opportunity at the kalamazoo state by uh covid happening they started having music on the marquee and we got to perform on the marquee there one time but oh cool but but those are you know those are two of my favorite places seen some of my favorite bands there you know bands like primus talk you know between bells and the state theater really that's where your kind of you know bigger acts are going to come through but then there's you know all the way from that you know all the way down to the grassroots, you know, basement show music scene. So it's been a cool place to be part of the part of the scene and, you know, to kind of just explore and grow and build our network from here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you said Primus because I, w- I was listening to um, some of the live videos, which you captured, you know, at um, it lo- one of them looks like it's like a house party. Um yeah, yeah, that was a, a show at a friend's place that was pretty recent. And that was one of our favorite events ever. Yeah, it, like it, it really captures the vibe, the energy, the 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 dunk tank that's in the video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was it was our friends. This was kind of towards the end of lockdown. They, you know, we all like to go to music festivals and stuff like that. And we have a really great group of core friends who are also big supporters of the band and. Though, you know, two of them asked us to play at their place and they were going to have kind of, you know, invite all the homies and have essentially a little music festival. We've got homies who make art or make cheese or make, you know, whatever. And we had people vending and they had the dunk tank. There was a big slip and slide. And then we ended up playing for, I think, like three hours or something like that. And, you know, we were just like so honored that some of our close friends would want us to play, you know, and people who've seen us play tons of shows, you know, that they asked us to do it. It was, and it was just one of the greatest days, you know, it was all the closest friends, you know, just hanging out. It was a beautiful day. It was a really fun time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely comes through, you know, in, in that video. And, and it was also in that video that I was like, I feel like he might have a little bit of like a herb, uh, influence, Tim Alexander <laughs> from from Primus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Primus is definitely one of our influences. You know, our bass player, of course, is a big fan as well. And, you know, just, you know, we kind of have, we always say our influences are like Primus, Incubus, the Chili Peppers, you know, Humphreys McGee, Talk, the psychedelic rock from the 60s and 70s, you know, Hendrix, Zeppelin, that stuff. And, you know, but really we just try to keep the doors open to explore a lot of different styles. And that's been one of my favorite things about playing with these two guys is, you know, Dean and Eric are, you know, there's very rarely an idea off the table and the songwriting is really collective. You know, we all contribute ideas. We all contribute lyrics. You know, we sometimes co-write lyrics and, you know, it's just really cool to be able to, bring ideas to the table and at least try them, you know, a good amount of times before we ever write something off. I think it just really stimulates the creative process and just really has allowed us to really push in a lot of different directions. And I think that's fun for a lot of reasons, but it's challenging too, you know, and I think that's one of the, my favorite things about playing music is that it's kind of a never ending learning journey. You know, there's no matter how good you get, you can always get, better or explore a new instrument or try to songwrite more or write more lyrics or whatever, you know, or try to learn to sing when you're really just a drummer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and so it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to have a group of guys that can all be kind of like in a safe space to um, throw out different ideas and, and not, and not be like worried that some, you know, there's no bad, bad ideas in brainstorming that kind of rule, you know, which, which is cool to, to be able to do that. Cause, cause if you are open to that, then you can't explore all those possible avenues that you, you know, you just might not have ever reached if you weren't, you know, uh, fully open and, and willing to collaborate, I guess. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think too, being able to accept someone else's feedback about your own idea that you brought to the table, that's kind of a good practice in like keeping your ego in check too, just because it's really good. It's easy to get attached to an idea, especially if you spent a lot of time, you know, tailoring it or whatever before you bring it to the table. And then, you know, it's just, but you know, when you have a good respect for those people and, you know, don't get too attached to any one thing and, just kind of be open to try stuff, something, you know, you can always be like, ah, I liked it that way better or, you know, but it's been a really, really good experience just to, I think we've all grown a lot as players and songwriters and singers. Definitely. That was a huge challenge for us at the beginning. So, and that's been something where just being a three piece, you know, trying to really make sure we have enough layers to fill out our sound. Singing has really been, you know, all three of us doing vocals has been a big tool that we've used to accomplish that, you know, just, yeah, it's no easy feat, you know? Yeah. And, and really none of us were really singers before we started this band, you know, had all maybe done very minor vocals in any other previous project. And at the beginning, Dean kind of put the team on his back to, become the lead vocalist and he had he kind of wrote the most lyrics at the time and um you know really had he was better at singing and playing had a better voice and you know then throughout the progression we've just kind of been like okay well let's all push into this and you know all started writing more lyrics and you know it's just been one of those things that is really difficult at first and uncomfortable but the more you do it the easier it gets and you know, the more capabilities you have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the, the, the different types of like, um, characters you guys are as far as like, uh, styles, you know, um, you know, like in Mirage, um, Dean sings like the, the first, I think the first part of it. Um, but then it goes into a whole, whole nother section where, where you're rapping and, um, it's, it's really good. I, I really like the, the message that you're saying in the rap. Um, I, I don't like have it in front of me or anything, but I, I did, I did like re-listen to it and I was like, wow, that's, it is really cool. Um, you talk about, you know, just like keep on moving forward and, and kind of don't, don't worry about what what comes out of of what you're doing as long as you're you know doing it well and and going forward am i am i right in that assumption or yeah definitely you're kind of hitting the nail right on the head and kind of the way i came up with that verse like when i was thinking of it is like the first half of each section of the verse is kind of like you know the man or whoever telling you what to do Mm. you know keep preparing for the future just forget about the present yeah you know that kind of thing and then always the second half is kind of like the no you know that's not for me i'm not you know i'm not going to live by those rules i'm going to try to live by my own rules and see if i can still achieve you know the freedom and prosperity that i want you know Mm. because i think it's it's easy to get caught up into you know making the priorities in your life driven by outside influence you know whether it's you know a certain type of career or, you know, any of that. And, you know, people, you know, for music, for example, you know, if you're not making money doing it, a lot of times people don't understand why you would pursue something like that. But, you know, this is a passion pursuit. And, you know, that's one of those things that it's like, you know, all we're trying to get out of it is to create something that we really like, and hopefully other people's really like, and might resonate with them in some way. And, um, you know, that's the best we can hope for. And, you know, we've all got our day jobs and this is our, our passion project, but you know, it's just kind of, yeah, I guess I'm getting off on a tangent, but it's just, you know, kind of just about staying true to yourself and trying to not measure yourself based on other people's values and just measure yourself based on your own. And yeah, you know, sometimes it takes some time to figure out what those are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you know, maybe you don't exactly know what you want to do or, or are yeah. still in the process of figuring it out. And then coming to that point where, you know, so many times in my past where I've been like, if I can just 
get to this next level and then I'll, yeah. you know, and then I'll do this and, and this. And, and, and now I've just realized it's all about just sharpening the blade. You know, yeah. it's just about keeping my blade sharp for me and, and every gig, you know, I, I can't look at it as like a, cause I, you know, I play a lot of, you know, just like random restaurant gigs and, uh, you know, like background music gigs. I do that a lot, but then we also do like festivals up in Northern Michigan. And, and those are obviously like the ones we love to play. Yeah, of course. But then, you know, it's like, but I also, I need to keep up. I need to practice. I need to, you know, also make a living, you know, doing something that I, I, you know, have a gift at. And, and yeah. so it is hard to, while, while it's happening, be like, you know, comparing myself to others, comparing our gigs to other people. And, and oh, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just here to do what I do, do what I do well, and just try to make sure I'm having an honest, genuine, fun time. And that other people are walking away going like, that was great. You know, like, yeah, yeah. They'll see that you're really just enjoying it and doing it for the love of it. And that's what I think permeates the room. Mm. at a performance, you know, of mm. any kind. And yeah, so, you know, you know, you're talking exactly what I'm talking about, you know, just staying true to yourself and pursuing a life that you feel is rewarding. And, you know, it's not without resistance because we just really live in a world where those things aren't as valued as things like financial security or, and not that you can't have both obviously, but, you know, it's no secret that being in the business of any kind of art or creation isn't easy. And, you know, it's takes a lot of, you know, extra, you know, a lot of people are doing it on the side before they can do it full time even, you know, so you're putting in extra hours doing that. And, you know, it just takes a lot of energy and creative time. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's just one of those that, like you said, I really like what you said about comparing yourself to other people. And I think social media is definitely something that mm. can be uh, a negative influence in that way because, you know, we do the same things at times, you know, compare yourselves to another band we've been coming up with or working with. And, you know, what are they doing right or wrong? Or, you know, why aren't we achieving this or that? But, you know, that that really is a negative mindset to get into because, it's really easy to count all the things you haven't done yet or that you haven't done that other bands have done, but their circumstances could be entirely different than yours as far as the time they can put in or the goals they have or, you know, what they're really striving for the versus what you have. are, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, even the resources they have, you know, they, they just yeah. have some, you know, a little more than you, you but we're yeah. all, we're all on that same path or just that different, you know, points of that path. Yeah. So. Yeah. I and mean, then we've all made various different decisions along the way too. And, you know, it's just, I think it's just a dangerous mentality to get into really in any way to measure yourself up to what other people are achieving. You know, I think you obviously want to do the absolute best that you can and be the best version of yourself as often as possible. But, you know, I think it's easy to just get caught up in the discouragement rather than even properly celebrate some of your victories that you have along the way. You know, it's those moments can be really fleeting. You know, you get a really good gig or, you know, a big opportunity goes really well and leads to another or, you know, but it can often just feel like, okay, you know, quick moment of excitement and then back to it, you know, and yeah. And then back to kind of feeling like you're not as adequate as you want to be, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Is, but you know, I, that's all part of it. I think, you know, yeah. it's kind of yeah, just well, well, like, what else are you going to write songs about? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If everything's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you can only write so many songs that are all positive before people are like, all right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh so, well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, life, I think is just the struggles are what bring growth. You know, I learned that all the time running my own business too. And, you know, it's, you know, not without, that's kind of what going back to Mirage, what that's all about too, is just like, you know, it's not necessarily easy to go against the grain, but 
you know, sometimes it might lead to a more fulfilling life for you. I used to be a math teacher, actually. Oh, yeah? Before before I did construction. And, you know, I did that for about two and a half years before I was like, okay, I, you know, I didn't have good stress management skills, number one. There was a lot of things I really loved about it and found really rewarding. But, you know, the combination of feeling under undervalued in a very various different ways and under uh, just not given the proper resources to really do your job appropriately, you know, that just not feeling like me or the students were set up for success. You know, that was a time where I was like really battling with that exact thing. Like here's a job that's extremely secure. You know, my hours are predictable, you know, I'll get summertime, but you know, you really end up having to prepare a lot of that time. And, I always ended up working and doing construction on the side anyway. And, you know, I started to really enjoy that and find that to be extremely rewarding and was learning a lot again, just in an area where I had very little experience. And, you know, I kind of just had to make the decision of, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, gonna, my sanity is going to wither away if I continue doing this job that I just don't feel the kind of reward that I thought I would and just really feeling an excessive amount of stress, extremely unhealthy level. And, you know, I just, I felt like I didn't have enough energy left for me when I got home to pursue the stuff I wanted to. And, you know, then I started doing construction and, you know, when I told a lot of people that I was going to, you know, I started roofing after they're like, what, you're going to quit teaching to be a roofer? And they're like, but it's so secure, you know, your job. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, do I want to be securely unhappy for 30 years and then (laughs) retire when I'm basically past, you know, a point in life where I can't enjoy the same kind of freedoms you can when you're young, you know, Mm -hmm. not that you can't enjoy freedom at any age of life. But, you know, do I want to sacrifice 30 years of unhappiness to then be like, okay, well, now I don't have to work anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the time is now. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow, let alone 30 years from now. So, you know, I decided, you know, that I had to make that choice for me. And, you know, it was not that I don't deal with a lot of stress with my business and all that stuff, but the freedom of number one, having the freedom to do spend whatever time I need to, you know, or want to really rather, um, you know, contributing to the band and rehearsing. And when we have gigs, you know, I, I don't have to ask anybody for time off, you know, just, uh, you know, I still work a lot of hours and put a lot of time in, but I do it by choice, you know, and it just feels that that element of freedom is really rewarding. And I guess, you know, that's kind of what, when I wrote the song, that's kind of the transition I was going through and like the, you know, really reconsidering what are my priorities? What do I want out of life? What do I want out of a job? What do I want out of music? You know, just really trying to figure out, you know, what do I want out of this stuff? And, you know, how can I try to shape my life in a way where I can get it, get all that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's all, that's all wrapped up in that, that verse mirage pretty much right yeah i mean definitely yeah i mean that's kind of the just the whole tone of what it's about and yeah i'm thanks for bringing that up that's one of my favorite um you know i was kind of new to writing lyrics or poetry very much when we started doing it with the band i had never really fancied myself a writer and just gradually started kind of forcing myself to do it more and found it extremely therapeutic as well. I mean, after a while and, you know, it just became something I do more and more. And, you know, that was one of the first things I think I really ever wrote that I was really all that proud of just with how it, how it really, I I felt it was a really authentic expression of my feelings and, you know, the experiences I've had and just trying to, trying to figure out, like I said, what are your values? How are you going to live by your own values? And, feel good about that without worrying about what's going on around you as much. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. What like a, a, a well, a well-written song that you feel every single word as it related to, you know, a whole chunk of your life, like yeah. boiled down into, you know, 16 bars or whatever. <laughs> it's like, 
it, and then and then performing it and getting better at it and then when people tell you like hey man i really like that song and what you said it's like man there's nothing better than that no and yeah that's you know the fact that somebody else really resonated with anything that we wrote or i wrote or anything you know that's just a, the greatest feeling you know it's really cool thing and you know i think i still love anytime we perform or jam that song at practice or whatever because i still feel like it's relevant kind of at any point in my life because you know you just kind of always want to be questioning and making sure you're not going through the motions and just you know really make sure you're trying to stay true to yourself and in starting my own business the band and my construction business you know like we talked about trying to figure out what your goals are going to be and not comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, so I definitely find that for myself anyway, the, whether when we're singing it or playing it or hearing it or whatever, it still feels relevant to me kind of at any point in life, you know, because always, always going to be some struggles or some hurdles and you got to figure out how you're going to get over them and keep going forward and doing what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that song, you know, or your songs in general, they, 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 they go all over the place as far as styles. Um, it's like, just listening to it off the bat, I'm, I'm like, okay, like they're a jam band, but then it's like, yeah, but then like, okay, here's a reggae part. And then it's like, oh, but this is like very primus. And then... And then halfway through the song, you're, you're in a whole nother part. Um, and then you're, you're like in a whole nother part of a song and, and you kind of forget about the beginning half. And then all of a sudden it clicks and it goes right back to that, you know, beginning riff or something. And you're like, Oh shit, this is the same song. Like they're, the, your songs have a definite like epic journey kind of flow to them and especially with an album name like the seven seas of sound you know uh is that kind of related in in the in the album name is that 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 is the name of the album right yeah it is the name of the album and we have a song on the album called titled that as well and um yeah i mean that was definitely because we kind of were you know that was what we were doing exploring all these different styles and there's songs on there with metal breakdowns there's songs with latin grooves and odd time signatures and you know funk jams and you know we we're just kind of trying to really you know develop a sound that is us but through exploring all the sounds that have influenced us you know in our development and you know continuing to do that it's funny that album was released we were just talking about this because we're currently um, just finishing up a couple of tracks to finally release on all the streaming platforms and you know, we've got a couple of the ones on YouTube that are more recent, but our album Seven Seas of Sound was put out in April of 2019. And, you know, it's just dawned on us like, man, that's been almost four years, you know, and we've been able to create some video content and stuff, but we've had, you know, had a couple speed bumps of getting back into the recording process that we won't uh, go into details on that necessarily, but <laughs> we've, you know, just had to you know, redirect and kind of, you know, figure out how we're going to advance next. But in the process, we've spent a lot of time really exploring a lot of new ideas. And, you know, we've been kind of in a time where we're finally getting some tracks just finished and almost ready to be put out. And uh, also continuing to keep writing and exploring new ideas all the time. And it's just fun. You know, we'll go through some phases as you always do where, you know, we'll, work on songs that we already came up with, but lately we've been kind of in, I don't know, in a time where it feels like the inspiration is there a lot to keep bringing new ideas and not just ones we jam once, you know, ones that we're like, okay, I like that. Let's, let's work on that. And, you know, we've been working on our own recording skills. As I told you, we're not the most technologically capable individuals, but, <laughs> um, you know, we've been, really pushing into just trying to continue to do as much as we can ourselves as far as demoing our tracks, arranging our tracks, you know, really taking the time to arrange them. And, you know, as far as the version that's going to be put out, you know, and then when we play stuff live, you know, obviously there's room for variation and, you know, we do a little bit of jamming, but definitely just kind of, you know, we're trying to not pigeonhole ourselves into 
you know, just not, you know, you don't ever want it to get boring or really have the exploration is a big part of it for us, I think, you know, and, you know, just kind of always pushing the boundaries, whether it's a, an ability boundary or a stylistic boundary or, you know, any of the above and just keeps it fresh. And it makes it so we can keep making stuff that's exciting for us. And I think that's part of how it becomes exciting for other people because it'd be hard for them to be excited about it if you weren't. Right. Yeah. Kind of going back to what you were talking about of giving a performance when you're really fully immersed and, you know, people just pick up on that, you know, and leave the room feeling that, that energy that you put into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, w- w- one of my favorite, well, I mean, th- th- and also the drums sound uh, great on, uh, the seven seas of sound. Um, just like the, the quality of the recording is, is, is like there. It's all, it's all really good. But in one of my favorite parts, I forget what song it was, but you go into like this double bass halftime breakdown. And yeah, my, that's probably Papa Pete's. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I have Papa Pete's written down here. Uh, Papa Pete's yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, my head immediately just started like bobbing. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, I grew up in there, you know, playing music in the early two thousands with that kind of halftime, like metal stuff. And I'm like, Oh yes. Like I, I was glad you brought it back for like one part of a song. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, you know, I grew up a metalhead too. I mean, in the majority of my high school days and late middle school, I was almost, it was metal or nothing for a little while, you know, and definitely the double bass pedals were a huge influencing factor of why I liked it. I'm sure. Um, but just the intensity and all that, and since have gotten into all different styles of music and, you know, there's generally something I can find in almost every genre that, you know, I appreciate. And, you know, that's something too about keeping the doors open to exploring, but, yeah, the metal is definitely fun. A lot of our newer stuff that will be some that's going to be coming out soon and some that we have yet to record. You know, we're continuing to find places to throw in the heavier feels and the breakdowns and stuff like that, but while still trying to uh, explore in different areas. For example, we just got uh, at the end of the year, we each gave ourselves a little budget from the band fund uh, because at this stage, it's actually not an income thing for us right now we've uh you know we just reinvest all of our money into our merch our gear you know save it for when we need it for you know any sort of expense you know something go a piece of gear goes out or whatever and so at the end of the year what we decided to do instead was you know we gave each person a budget to buy themselves something that would increase their setup and uh you know be something that would you know, they would use while performing that would just kind of expand our capabilities and, or, you know, tighten up your tone or whatever. And Dean, our bass player, he got one of those bass synthesizers, uh, you know, like a keyboard that got all sorts of awesome, crazy, trippy sounds, whatever you want on there. Oh, cool. And then I got one of those electronic uh, sample pads. It's the Alesis oh, cool. sample pad. Yeah. And so, you know, we're now exploring a little bit more of, you know, some of our songs are starting to push more into like a hip hop feel. You know, you mentioned the rapping in some of the songs. That's something that we're um, continuing to explore a little more at, at certain points of songs and something I've had a lot of fun exploring. But yeah, yeah the, the electronic sounding gear will definitely kind of help us explore that more and, you know, develop that part of our sound a little bit more as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh it's it's fun to get like, you know, a piece of gear that because it cuz it it can like kind of immediately expand your mindset even, you know, of like, oh man, this is possible. I had no idea. Like we can implement this type of feel and style in, you know, and I I'm trying I I'm always looking at like guitar pedals and and key, you know, little synths and keyboards and like the same kind of thing like what little little thing can I like add to the sound because you never know once you get one of those one of those pedals or effects or whatever like it could just 
sparks some something to where you're like, oh, I just wrote a new song. Like, yeah, definitely. You find that tone that you didn't even know you were looking for, or yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah, anything like that. And that I had that very similar experience. I mean, you know, the implementing the electronic drum pad while at the same time playing my regular drums. So, like for example, I'll have the drum pad kind of over on the left with my auxiliary stuff like a cowbell and a little crasher and some chimes i've got all that stuff set up on the left and then i'll have the electronic pad over there as well and you know i could switch back and forth between the electronic kit or or you know the sample pad or the um you know all the acoustic drums and such but now i'm kind of what i'm really working on now and it just sparked my you know like the times when you were first picking up your instrument and you finally like do something cool and it inspires you like oh okay now i'm gonna explore the next thing like it just really got my brain just twisted up because i was trying to uh you know play a groove with my right hand on the regular drum set you know the acoustic kit Mm -hmm. and then hold down a similar groove, but with kind of complementing it with the electronic sounds like the lower bass drum and the more electronic sounding bass drum and hi-hat sounds and trying to do both at the same time. And then one of the ideas we've been exploring is going to require me to rap at the same time as doing that. So (laughs) I was like, number one, just trying to do it without saying anything or (laughs) it was my brain. I was just having that feeling where your brain just kind of you know, crumples up and your limbs just don't feel like they work right all of a sudden anymore. But it, which is frustrating at times, but it was just really inspiring because I would, you know, that's when you're feeling truly challenged, yeah. you know, to really use your brain and your limbs and your coordination to, you know, the next level of what you've achieved yet. And that learning is just so exciting to me. I like a challenge. And well, yeah. And you're like creating a new, like kind of pathway in your brain when you're doing stuff like that. When, when you're, when you feel that crumple of like your limbs and you're like, up, uh, uh, like trying to make it work. And then if you just keep going through it and going through it and all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's getting easier, it's getting easier. And then it's like, now it's an automatic thing that you have just created in your own brain. It's like, it's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun, you know, not that, like I said, I didn't really feel like I was lacking much for inspiration, but that just sparked it even more. You know, it just, it was, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. And hopefully in some of our upcoming shows, you know, we'll be implementing that stuff. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you know, always take some time to kind of figure out how, when, where you're going to use your new gear or new tones or new sounds that you have, you know, so That's kind of a little bit of what we're exploring now, aside from just, you know, different styles and stuff as always. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, can't say enough good things about Dean and Eric as just good guys and friends and good people to play with because we all just kind of encourage each other to push outside of our comfort zone. And, you know, we're working on a new song now where I'm doing some rapping and, you know, it's something that's kind of new to me. So I'm still kind of finding my voice or my style, you know, and trying to figure out what is like my sound going to be like. And, you know, you find that through your influences and through experimentation. And we were recording some vocals for a song that's going to come out very soon. And they were, they were just, you know, they were like, try it again, but with more oomph on it, you know, and more energy. And, you know, you worry that you're going to sound silly or whatever, but, you know, then finally when I, I did it a certain way and they were like, yes, like that was it. And when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, wow, you were right. You know, you were right. And it's just cool to be in an environment with people who push you to be better. And, you know, we all push each other to be better and, you know, keep exploring. It's been, it's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you think that the, um, the oomph that they were saying, was that like more of like a confidence thing? Was it like a, maybe you weren't given it like 100% because you were like, I don't know how this is going to sound. And then they were like, pushed you into that. Like, no, 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 do it again. But like, give it that, you know, like go for it. Is, is that kind of what it was or. I think it was definitely a little bit of that, but it was also a, a new, a newer piece. Like it, so the first part of it was something that I had written actually a few years ago, 
and that we used and then we kind of co-wrote the second half of the verse and that you know figuring out rhythmically was a process but then it was definitely a little bit of lack of confidence but also just kind of like a a type of inflection or mm. like intensity in my voice that I had never really found before ah yeah like just like something that was like oh okay kind of one of those discovery moments of I guess I've you know not being a singer or vocalist as much until this band you know that's like one of the first times I've had some kind of aha moment like that where I was like oh like I just unlocked a, 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 a skill or a something that's part of what my style or my sound is going to be mm. you know yeah that's cool and so yeah that's a fun thing to figure out <laughs> like for the first yeah. time yeah yeah definitely and now with the songs that we're, you know, exploring more rap ideas with, it's just, you know, trying to, how can I take how I did that one? Because not every rap is going to be the same energy level or rhythm or any of that. So how can I kind of take that breakthrough moment I had with that and, um, you know, just channel that into future vocal parts that we do and yeah. in a way that's universal to like all the things we're going to try. That's cool. So that's the, yeah, it's, Exciting. thank you. And this always, like I said, just fun, always exploring something new. Yeah. That, uh, so Papa Pete's, isn't that, isn't that a bar in downtown? Yeah. I probably should have just mentioned them earlier when we were talking about the music scene around here, because there is another kind of staple in the Kalamazoo area. I mean, when I first moved here, I saw bands like Papa Dozio there um oh, cool. i know right. i know snarky puppy once upon a time played there before they were really big and wow. <laughs> then now they have tons of electronic artists come through that's more they're seeing these days but they're still having bands and stuff and some metal bands and but it's a pizza place bar around town that's right in the vine neighborhood essentially and you know they are just kind of a staple they've been around for a long time they've had shows there for many years and it's kind of just definitely one of those places you're definitely going to play while you're kind of trying to come up, especially around Kalamazoo and they have really good pizza that, you know, another great reason to go there. And they also have homemade hot sauce and it's, it's really good. So, you know, we just kind of, that song is kind of just an idea about, you know, there's little goofy things that are definitely about eating the hot sauce or the pizza or whatever, but you know, it's just kind of, a tribute to that place and like the energy and the environment and you know something like that just kind of inspired by a place like papa pete's because you just get a very a very diverse and eccentric crowd you know especially depending on whose show it is and so yeah just kind of a tribute to that and their hot sauce I played there uh, once with uh, with Darren in a, in a band we were in together called uh, Pig Fat a long time ago. I think we played there New Year's Eve, like 2006, and uh, we played with a band called the Avocado Excursion, I think is what it was. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a long, long ass time ago, but um, I, I've, I've never been there other than that one time. Um, but man... Uh, so seeing that that song title, I was like, "Is this this has got to be about Papa Pete's?" I wasn't sure if it was still there or not, but um, yeah. And the guitar, dude, the guitar on that song is so cool. Like, um, I don't know what he's doing. It's it's probably got to be some sort of finger tapping harmonic thing. Do you, you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He Eric's definitely got a really unique style, and he's always. I just feel like he's always blowing my mind all the time. You know, it's, he's, uh, always pushing his limits too, just like we all are. And he's, he definitely does a lot of like harmonic stuff and tapping stuff. And he doesn't play with a pick ever. I know like, he just, he just doesn't. Yeah. And that's just part of his style. And it's really cool to see how, how much that kind of characterizes what his capabilities are because he's just always, increasing his fluidity around the fretboard and you know ability to use as many fingers as possible we jokingly call him 11 fingers all the time <laughs> because he's just always doing something new that's just like holy shit dude what where yeah. did you come up with that you know yeah watch watching some of the live or you know the the youtube videos um whether it's in the studio or live at like a 
you know, a backyard kind of party house party. I, I noted that was the first one of the first things I noticed that he didn't play with a pick and the difference it makes in the, the tone, especially when he's going into his like kind of the more like screaming kind of like riffs that he'll do like the I don't know it's just yeah. the way that like when you hit it with like your finger and it's extra dirty and you got like a wah on it it's like it just sings you know it yeah just, like, it wails just like that yeah. that, that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things that's kind of incorporated in this style, you know, and mm. one of the things I like about how he plays is that, you know, he clearly can shred, you know, like crazy as far as speed and agility around the fretboard. But when you, when I, you know, he always has some amazing solos that are just really a good balance of space and yeah. shredding and some of those long held out notes that really pull you in and, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very tasteful for sure. Like, the I mean, um, and I think I think it's Mirage. Um, his use of like the delay in in the in the riff. Um, yeah, definitely. It's like it's per- it's perfect. It, it it's a well balanced um, sound that fills everything up. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, he's he's really good. It, it was really fun to 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 kind of you know dissect what he was doing, you know, like a guitar player does. Like, what is he doing? I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm always doing that to the drummer. Yeah. And whenever I'm at a show, I'm hardly ever look at the other instruments. You yeah. know, I'm just always kind of studying or trying to, you know, get locked into the groove or try to pick some ideas along the way. Yeah. Did Did you guys record Seven Seas of Sound yourselves or? No, we did that with a friend of ours named Miles Fish. Okay. And he, is that yeah, like a home going studio? back to what you said before, he, he did a great job with the drum sound and in particular, but the whole album as a whole, we were, you know, that was our first really big recording project and we recorded it at his dad's place. He very kindly let us use different portions of his house to record different aspects of the album. And yeah, we were super pleased with the, with the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I th- I thought it was like a, a home studio, and and based on that, I was like, man, like, because you know, the hardest part at a home studio is getting the drums to sound good. Yeah, yeah. We definitely we put a lot of time into that, and you know, tuning him properly, get mic positioning, you know, making the room. We did him in the basement, and it was large, but you know, blankets hung up everywhere, and you know, just really taking a lot of time into it. But you know, we definitely. Miles did a fantastic job with with that album, and he's done. Uh, he actually was the one who did the videos that I sent you as well. Mirage we did at Western Sound Studios, but with Miles, we've done Two Pickles, and um, he recorded the Particle Stew video from the house. You know, the party that we were talking about where we played too. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that that that's a good video, and the 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 audio quality is great, and you can tell like you have some like overhead mics for the drums that are that are picking up some sounds and so yeah i mean it was cool to to see that kind of a live backyard atmosphere but with like studio quality audio yeah yeah definitely that was one of my favorite things about it and uh, you know always impressed with the quality we're getting so yeah well cool man uh it's nice getting to, to talk to you um yeah, likewise. Thanks for, you know, your interest and for taking the time. Yeah, man. Um, is there is there a good way um, people can reach you or a good way for them to watch or hear other than the, the obvious, you know, YouTube and all that? Um, well, we've got a lot of shows coming up soon. If people want to come see us in, in person and, you know, get a sense of what the live performances are like, you know, we're going to be busting out a lot of new new music that's unreleased some that will be released soon um you know we've got appearances in kalamazoo grand rapids and traverse city this month as well as we'll be making uh, a trip down to kentucky uh doing a couple shows there and in indiana so i mean if you want to come see us follow us on our social media and we'll be posting and promoting all these shows really heavily um you know we've been already selling some tickets for the St. Patty's Day show at Bell's and, you know, really just, you know, trying to, trying to really 
pack the house and put on a great performance for everyone and you know trying to do that and you know following us on all the main social media and very soon we'll have more more music coming out on the streaming platforms as well that's been something that we've been you know admittedly lacking in the recent years is frequent releases so keep an eye out for a lot of tunes to come out this year because that's that's essentially our number one goal is to release a lot of these new ideas that we've been working on so hell yeah man well cool man good luck and and safe travels and um yeah man just just wish you all the best thanks likewise man i hope the best for you and uh, hope we get to talk again soon yeah man all right well uh you take care man yeah you as well all right peace peace That's Adam Hastings from Trifocal, guys. Uh, man, what, what a nice guy. And uh, check out their tunes. Check them out. They're going to be playing um, March 24th, I believe, at... Uh, let me let me double-check that, because I don't want to give out any false information. Let's see. Yeah, March 24th, uh, Trifocal um, and Sloppy Lizzie, that's Darren Bloom's band. They're going to be at uh, Union Street Station, March 24th. Um, and let's see, five bucks at the door, cheap drinks and free popcorn. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for checking out this episode of Rep Your Set. Make sure you follow Trifocal. And you guys have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs> Rep Your Set is a production of Quo Vadis Records. All content is for entertainment purposes only. Follow Rep Your Set on iTunes and Spotify, and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. For any questions, email us at repyoursetwithericdanejacqua at gmail.com. You can also send us the dates of your upcoming shows and any of your original songs that you would like us to share on the podcast.